Welcome to today's Worship Leader Service. Today we celebrate the presentation of Jesus Christ at the Temple or Candlemas. Forty days ago we celebrated the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now we recall the day on which he was presented in the Temple, when he was offered to the Father and shown to his people. As a sign of his coming among us, his mother was purified as we now come to him for cleansing. In their old age, Simeon and Anna recognised him as their Lord, as we today sing of his glory. In this service, we celebrate both the joy of his coming and his searching judgment, looking back to the day of his birth and forward to the coming days of his passion. The Lord is here. His Spirit is with us. Lord God, you kept faith with Simeon and Anna and showed them the infant King. Give us grace to put all our trust in your promises 
and the patience to wait for their fulfilment. Let us therefore bring our sins into his light and confess them in penitence and faith. Heavenly Father, we have sinned in thought, word and deed and have failed to do what we ought to have done. We are sorry and truly repent for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. Forgive us all that is past and lead us in his way to walk as children of light. Amen. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. A reading from Malachi, 
chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness, and the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord, as in days gone by, as in former years. So I will come to put you on trial. I will be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers and perjurers, against those who defraud labourers of their wages and oppress the widows and the fatherless and deprive the foreigners among you of justice. But do not fear me, says the Lord Almighty. A reading from the book of Psalms, Psalm 24, verses 1 to 10. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it, for he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. They will receive blessings from the Lord and vindication from God their Saviour. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, you gates, be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates, lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is he, this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the book of Hebrews, chapter 2, verses 14 to 18. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. For this reason he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, 
Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today we're celebrating the festival of Candlemas, which commemorates the purification of Mary 40 days after giving birth to baby Jesus, as well as the presentation of the baby to God in the Temple of Jerusalem. Candlemas itself falls on the 2nd of February, but we celebrate it today, which is the nearest Sunday to the festival. It was called Candlemas as it used to be the day the church candles were blessed, commemorating Simeon saying that Jesus would be a light to the world. An old tradition was that if you hadn't taken down your Christmas decorations by 12th night on the 5th of January, you should wait until Candlemas to do so. Also, in old times, people believed Candlemas predicted the weather for the rest of the winter. If Candlemas Day be fair and bright, winter will have another flight. If Candlemas Day brings cloud and rain, winter won't come again. So watch for the weather forecast for the 2nd of February. So on this day, we remember how Mary and Joseph 
brought the baby Jesus to the temple in Jerusalem and presented him as a thanksgiving gift to God. The verses we heard focus on Simeon and Anna, who recognised baby Jesus, the infant, as Israel's promised Messiah. They publicly praise God for this and proclaim this good news to those who are looking for the fulfilment of God's promises to his people of Israel. The priests of the temple and the other staff are not mentioned. So why are these two elderly people so important? It's because they are led in some way by the Holy Spirit to meet with Mary and Joseph on the baby Jesus. Presenting their firstborn son at the temple was a Jewish custom based on the story of Exodus, which told that when all firstborn sons of the Egyptians would be slain, the firstborn son to an Israelite couple was spared as they had applied the blood of a sacrificed lamb to the doors as instructed by an angel, and so was spared. The parents then brought their firstborn son to the temple, presenting him to God, along with a sacrifice as a symbol of thanksgiving. It was 40 days since Jesus' birth, which was in line with the purification rites for the mother, according to the Old Testament book of Leviticus. Mother and child would come to the temple with an offering of a lamb, or if they were poor, the parents would bring two pigeons or two doves. Luke shows us that Jesus was reared according to the laws of Judaism by his earthly family. On the arrival at the temple, they met old Simeon. We are told little about him, and we are not told about his occupation. It doesn't appear he was a priest, for he was directed to go to the temple by the Holy Spirit. We are only told things which matter most to God which pertain to his faith and to his character. Things which tell us about his relationship with God. He's a righteous and devout man, a man of faith and hope. For he longed for the coming of the Messiah. The Holy Spirit had come to Simeon and told him he would indeed see see the day that would happen. And it was the Holy Spirit who inspired him to meet, to greet greet Mary and Joseph with the baby Jesus. There were probably many other firstborn sons being presented at the temple, but Simeon knew that the baby Jesus was God's Messiah. This elderly man took the child in his arms and blessed God. His words of praise expressed the deep joy that was his at that moment a joy which so utterly fulfilled and completed his life that he was ready to die. In his inspired song, the Nunc Dominicus, which the first two words in the Latin version are, are the words which he declares to Mary and Joseph, and this is still sung at the service of Evensong now. The salvation which Simeon saw was not to be seen by him alone, however. And so he hastens to add that it was the salvation that will be seen and shared by many. He declares Jesus is the salvation for all people, Jew and Gentile. 
It is on this conviction that Jesus' ministry and the mission of the church rests. Imagine the impact of the words and actions of Simeon that they must have had on Mary and Joseph. Luke simply says that and his father and mother were amazed at the things which were being said about the baby Jesus. Amazed, it was little wonder. They knew he was no ordinary child, but destined to be the saviour of the world. But when a stranger walks up to you and proclaims your child as the Messiah, when he looks like any other baby, it's no wonder they were amazed. Simeon went on to bless them and direct a very specific prophecy to Mary. Behold, this child is appointed for the rise and fall of many in Israel and for a sign to be opposed and a sword will pierce your own soul. Mary pondered on his words, but Luke doesn't say that she asked the exact meaning or the reason for him saying this. Perhaps she didn't feel it was the right time or place to inquire. Did she ask Joseph what he thought? Maybe neither of them had the confidence to find out more and in their piety were willing to accept what they'd heard from those well-versed in the laws and the wisdom of the Old Testament. It must have worried her, though, as a young new mother at such a happy event as presenting her little child to God God in the temple. Simeon's words prepare Mary for the grief she must suffer at the rejection of her son by men, which will cause her to witness the death of her only son at this time on the cross. Luke also mentions Anna, but less is said about her We are, however, given more information about her background. She was an aged prophetess who had been widowed after only seven years of marriage. Since then, she spent all her time in the temple, praying and fasting. She understood from the Old Testament that the day of the Lord was a day of judgment, divine judgment. She was evidently a very godly woman who was very aware of Israel's sins and she too was looking for the coming of the Messiah. Simeon had been guided to the temple. Anna was nearly always there and began to broadcast the good news to all those who were there. She was already known as a prophetess, so she gave, which gave her, te- her testimony even greater impact. Strangely, what they said completely overshadowed the ceremony of, Je- of Jesus' presentation and there's no actual record of the ritual. For Luke, the proclamation of the two saints is the most important thing. What they said about the coming of the kingdom of God, which was the one great hope of these two saints, should be ours too. Luke is colouring this picture with dark notes of suffering, but he also shows the kingdom brought by the baby is not only for Israel, is for the whole world. Simeon had grasped the truth of the heart at the heart of the Old Testament, which Luke is careful to note. Jesus and his parents fulfilled. When Israel's history comes to its God-ordained goal, then light will be dawn on the world. All nations, not just the Jews, 
will see that God's plan for salvation for all people without distinction and the true glory of Israel itself is to be the bearer of promise. The nation from which a true world ruler will arise. A light for the revelation to the nations and glory for your people Israel. But it wasn't the sort of glory they wanted, but true revelation and glory nonetheless. There are many ways in which this text, and particularly the lives of Simeon and Anna, apply to Christians living in today's world. It reminds us what really matters in life. For Simeon, his occupation was not the most important thing. We don't know what it was. It was not full-time Christian service, but he was a man who trusted God, who obeyed his word and looked for his kingdom. And he was led by the Holy Spirit. What mattered to Anna was not marriage and family, but faithfulness to God. That's not to say everyone should imitate her. Simeon was perhaps a married family man, but his highest priority was loving and serving God, and thus allowing himself to be led by the Holy Spirit, in this case to proclaim the Messiah. By the end of the first two chapters of the Gospel of Luke, and our reading today came from the second, Most readers will find someone in the story that they can identify with or identify. The older couple surprised to have a child at last who would become John the Baptist and and, um, a young girl even more surprised to be having a child so soon and a husband coming to the temple offering a specified sacrifice. The next section will feature Jesus on the threshold of young adult life. Now in this passage, we have seen an old man and woman waiting their turn to die, worshipping God day and night and praying for the salvation of his people. Luke wants to draw readers of every age and stage of life into that picture. No matter who or where you are, the story of Jesus from the manger in Bethlehem to the empty tomb and beyond can become our story. We all have our own role in God's plan. In becoming our story, it'll become our vocation because everybody, whether working in the public eye or away from public view or a mixture of both, and sometimes one, sometimes another, we are acting in fulfilment of his promises. The primary intent of Joseph and Mary was to fulfil the requirements of the law relating to the birth of Jesus as a firstborn son. But the purpose of the passage is to disclose two more divinely inspired proclamations, identifying the baby Jesus as God's Messiah. Luke rounds uh, out the story of the Jerusalem visit, saying Joseph and Mary had kept the law returning with Jesus to Nazareth, and says the child grew in strength, wisdom, and divine favour. At the temple, however, Mary and Joseph needed Simeon and Anna at that moment. The old man and woman had been waiting for them and now thanked God for them. Simeon and Anna were not temple dignitaries, but were faithful to God. 
role models for Christians to come. The birth of John the Baptist and Jesus were already beginning to work towards this, drawing people of all sorts into new worship and fellowship. Amen. Let us pray to the Father, through Christ who is our light and life. Father, your Christ is acclaimed as the glory of Israel. Look in mercy on your church, sharing his light. Argloith Trigatha, Christ Trigatha. Father, your Christ in his temple brings judgment on the world. Look in mercy on the nations who long for his justice. Argloith Trigaha, Christ Trigaha. Father, your Christ who was rich, for our sakes became poor. Look in mercy on the needy, those suffering with him. Argloith Trigaha, Christ Trigaha. Father, your Christ is the one in whom faithful servants find their peace. Look in mercy on the departed, that they may see your salvation. Argloith Trigaha, Christ Trigaha. Father, your Christ is revealed as the one destined to be rejected. Look in mercy on us, who now turn towards his passion. Argloith Trigaha. Christ Trigaha. Lord God, you kept faith with Simeon and Anna and showed them the infant king. Give us grace to put all our trust in your promises. 
and the patience to wait for their fulfilment. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Eternal light shine in our hearts. Eternal goodness deliver us from evil. Eternal power be our support. Eternal wisdom scatter the darkness of our ignorance. Eternal pity have mercy on us that with all our heart and soul and strength we may seek your face and be brought through your infinite mercy to your holy presence. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O gracious and holy Father, give us wisdom to perceive you, diligence to seek you, patience to wait for you, eyes to behold you, a heart to meditate upon you, and a life to proclaim you. Through the power of the Spirit of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
And today's special prayer, our collect, is Almighty and ever-living God, clothed in majesty, whose beloved Son was this day presented in the temple in substance of our flesh, grant that we may be presented to you with pure and clean hearts by your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And we'll say together the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Please join with me to affirm our faith. Do you believe and trust in God the Father, the creator of all? I believe and trust in God the Father. Do you believe in his Son, Jesus Christ, the Saviour of the world? I believe and trust in God the Son. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life? I believe and trust in God the Holy Spirit. This is the faith of the Church. This is our faith. We believe and trust in one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, help us to face the coming week, putting you first, to be grateful for all the precious gift of your Son and to reflect his goodness in all our actions. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. <laughs>